Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Things We Think We Know. I'm Kyla. I'm Lee. So how are you today, Lee? I'm doing good. I am still in recovery. I got my wisdom <laughs> teeth taken. <laughs> you sounded like in recovery sounded like it was very like a big deal what happened to you, you know? I mean, it is a big deal, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's not. I got I got <laughs> Wait to downplay my pain. I know, sorry. I'm just kidding. No, I just got my wisdom teeth taken out on Friday. So, excuse me if I ever sound like I am I have limited mouth mobility or whatever. Just because I'm <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just going to not talk the rest of the time. <laughs> no, you don't sound weird I at say. all. No, no, no. It's because I'm trying oh. really hard. Oh, my gosh. Now I just keep thinking about um, my dad saying that all we do is giggle on this podcast. He's probably it's listening true. right now. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hello. I I can't help it. It's just... I think giggling is how I cope with awkwardness. Oh, me 100%. I giggle yeah. in, I feel like, every case scenario. Even when I'm mad, I end up giggling. That's so funny. You know? So. Yeah. It's just a way to fill the silence. Yeah. Definitely a defense me- mechanism under. A what? Under? I was going to say, definitely a defense mechanism for our insecurities. Nice transition. I know, I know. Y'all didn't see that one coming. I think I'm very giggly right now because I'm really nervous about this topic, and I think I'm going to get all serious and Mm. perhaps cry. Just kidding, I probably won't cry, but... I might. Oh my gosh. Okay, then I will definitely cry if you cry. I'm just kidding. I don't think I'll cry. I think I might cry afterwards. Oh. Nah, we'll just see. We don't even know, like, how deep this is actually going to get. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going I might cry from pain. I might cry from pain because you just, like, made me laugh so much in those four minutes (laughs) that, like, I can feel my mouth is just, like, stop. Oh, my gosh. Do you have, like, uh, what's it called? Vicodin? Is it Vicodin? I have something. Okay, have but you I've been taking, taking so they gave me, they gave me like the super strong opioids, but then they also gave me like ibuprofen. So oh, I've okay. just been trying to stick with the ibuprofen. Me too. Um, no, yeah. me too. That's what I did. <laughs> you too. I didn't mean like me too. That sounded like, yeah, to get through the day. I meant like when I had my wisdom teeth taken out. I'm like especially prone to laughter right now for some reason. Are you sure right. you're not taking the opioids? No, not today. <laughs> not I might today. have to afterwards, after <laughs> this. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, well. Anyway. We can just jump right into it. Today we wanted to talk about insecurities, um, our self-esteem, kind of our flaws, and honing them in to really turn them into strengths. To start off, I want to preface by saying that I think that everybody has insecurities. I think that I'm a pretty confident person um, in terms of maybe like speaking in front of people or just talking to anyone. And yet I still have my own insecurities that I deal with. And 
it's not because someone is confident they don't have any insecurities whatsoever true yeah I guess I also want to going off of just that everybody has insecurities to be kind to yourself I've said this before and I mean we've said this before about how you have to be nicer to yourself I don't know if we said it in the self-care or whatever it was the way that you talk to yourself matters you know I put a lot of pressure on myself in certain things and I have to remember that like I can't talk to myself like Kyla you're such an idiot or what are you doing or like you're such a failure because would you really talk to I would never say that to you you know would you really say that to Mm -hmm. another friend I don't know if you would but if you do (laughs) you need to be nicer kind of thing you know you're mean (laughs) yeah you're mean so no I used to be so so bad at that like I still I still struggle a lot within my insecurities and whatever but it used to be so much worse like like when I was in middle school I I had a journal and I would literally like this is when my my self-esteem was at its absolute lowest and like I just like hated every single part of me I was always comparing myself to other people and it was just it was really bad and it got to the point where I was literally like writing in my journal like all the things that I hated about myself. You're that is so, so ugly. Mean. I know. And I would just like sit in my closet or something or in my room and just write all this terrible stuff to myself. Oh my god. And I think back on it and it makes me so sad because I'm like, wow, I was so mean to myself. That's horrible. Yeah. I had to grow a lot from that. Like Thankfully, my high school experience was actually a lot better than my middle school experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with me moving. But definitely, like, growing up, I had – I just did not like myself at all. Dang. I'm trying to think of, like, what I felt about myself growing up. I think that – I think it also has to do with your environment and who you – surround yourself with like I don't know who you were surrounding yourself with in middle school but you were saying that moving definitely helped you and like being nicer nicer to yourself and I just remember these group of girls who they were basically my friends in middle school honestly I don't know how I came to be friends with them but I just remember becoming friends with them not even like oh I want to be friends with them so I'm gonna you know be like this in a way Mm -hmm. but they were actually horrible, horrible people. <laughs> they were actually horrible. <laughs> they just, I think, I mean, I think also middle school is such a hard age because I think everybody's oh, yeah. in this angsty phase and they, you know, or yeah, whatever no, middle it may be. are mean sometimes. Yeah, they're so mean. and so, Everyone's trying to fit in and find who they are and whatnot. Like, yeah, yeah it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, I definitely remember not liking middle school. And I think it was like the people that I surrounded myself with. It just wasn't a happy and positive environment, thus making me like insecure about like, oh, I need to fit in with these people, but I'm not like these people. They're actually horrible to me. And like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And I think my like what you said about the people you surrounded yourself with, like, 
I think my insecurities definitely began with my physical insecurities. Yeah. And like I was so I grew up in a, like a predominantly white community and you know the typical like you know you grow up in a predominantly white community and you kind of stand out because you know my skin was brown. I just like looked different in general to everyone. Like all my friends were white and you look usually like blonde or brunette and stuff. Um, and so, like, and then once I got into, actually, it started in elementary school. Like, I really just wanted to fit in with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, especially once I started figuring out, like, what it was like to, you know, have crushes on on guys and stuff like that. And, like, you know, you want people to like you back. Yeah. All this stuff. Like, that's when it really started getting rough because I always felt like the main reason why nobody liked me back or why I wasn't like fitting in quote unquote properly was because I didn't look like everyone else, you know? Yeah. Like I couldn't help but think like, okay, what's the one reason why I don't feel like I am, I don't know. There was just like this pressure to like blend in with everyone. And like, I joined the cheerleading squad because I thought that would make me cooler. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I got to hang out with – it was, like, it was really like that in my middle school. Like, there was a hierarchy for sure. Yes. Like, if you were on the cheerleading squad and the football team, you were definitely viewed as, like, more popular. And so, you know, I definitely, like, pushed myself to become friends with those group of people so that I could, you know, build my status up. Ooh, I hate talking about it now because it's just gross. <laughs> but basically, like, it – like, I put myself in that position where it's, like, I – I felt like I needed to, like, look a certain way and act a certain way in order to, one, make the friends that I wanted to who weren't, like, my real true friends and then also, like, get the acceptance from, like, other people or get my feelings reciprocated. And then, you know, every time somebody didn't like me back, I just automatically assumed it was because I wasn't pretty enough or I wasn't good enough, you know? And that just like, it became like a very deep rooted thing. Yeah. And it lasted. It's still lasts. It's definitely not as bad because, you know, I got to high school and I met people who actually accepted me for who I was and I didn't feel like I needed to change myself. And you moved to a predominantly Asian community. (laughs) Yeah. No, that definitely like changed the game for me. Mm -hmm. Um, just because, you know, I didn't I didn't feel so different from everyone. Yeah. And I actually met people who like didn't but it was also like we're all we were all growing up, you know. Yeah. And we were all realizing like we didn't have to be a certain way. Yeah. And we could just like find the people that accepts us for who we are. Um, but yeah, no, that was definitely Yeah. I definitely have to say, like our I mean, for my high school experience, I felt like our high school was so welcoming in that sense that everybody knows that you're just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? There was Mm -hmm. no hierarchy or really of like, oh, those were the popular kids and they never talked to like the non-popular kids. You know, like I feel like it was we lived in a bubble and it was just like we were trying to get through it. Everyone was, like, able to just do their own thing. Yeah. That's what I felt like at our school, too. Yeah. People always complain about our high school, but I was like, I had a good time. (laughs) I actually loved high school, and maybe it was also just, like, the people that we surrounded ourselves with. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, but everybody always talks about how they hated high school, and that's honestly sometimes most people they that's where their insecurities kind of are rooted. I also this is also tang- uh, like uh, going back to what you were saying about growing up, you wanted to fit in and stuff. So I lived in North Carolina for a few years, like right across town no from way, you. No way, so did I. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we should be friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like in, I was really young, second, third grade. Everyone in my classes, I was the only Filipino, Fil- Filipina girl. And mm-hmm. no, like they were all predominantly white. I mean, we're in the middle of North Carolina, you know. And yeah. Everybody always mist- mistook me for Chinese. Like, the Dude, only Asians that the they club. knew were, was Chinese. And I just, I'm so baffled by that. Like, and then also. You know what the funny part is? What? About that? Sorry. But like, they would be like, are you Chinese? And I'm like, no, I'm Filipino. And they were like, oh, I thought you were Asian. <laughs> and I'd be like, uh. <laughs> Pull oh up my map. gosh <laughs> but yeah like what you said like everyone everyone thought I was Chinese um and the annoying part was is that in the grand scheme of things it's not that big of a deal but when that's like the first thing that people constantly point out about you it kind of makes you feel like is that all I am yeah to you? like yeah <laughs> like you like you see me and the first thing you think is oh she must be Chinese or whatever mm-hmm. race and stuff and it's like I don't go around looking at all of these white folks like, oh, that person must be Irish. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so, like, when people point that out, it's like, okay, now you are, like, it's like a, a microaggression, right? But now it becomes, like, this thing that I'm constantly thinking about. And, like, it's always going to come back to that, like, when my appearance comes to light and I'm like thinking about how I look and how I look to other people I just know like oh the first thing they're gonna see is that I'm Filipino and I look different and that's my mind is automatically gonna shift to the idea that it doesn't appear nice or pretty you know (laughs) what I mean Mm -hmm. like that's not the ideal standard and that's gonna make me feel bad about myself it did make me feel bad about myself Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's just like, I mean, anybody who's taken a psychology or sociology class, they always mention, like, who's portrayed in the media. And then because, you know, like, that mirror effect, like, you don't see anyone that looks like you in the media. And then you feel like, am I not that version of pretty? You know what I mean? So it -hmm. it definitely does affect you just, like, who you see, who you talk to, your environment, and stuff like that. So I guess, do you have any tips on like how to deal with that and like that obviously affected your self-esteem like do you what kind of helped you cope and go through it I know it was still a rough time but well like I said it didn't really get better until high school Mm -hmm. so like throughout elementary middle school I didn't really cope with it I kind of just was (laughs) constantly like that you said I just I just went ahead and like accepted the fact that I suck <laughs> and I was like all right that's fine I was born this way it's so disgusting to think about because I literally used to like wish I was white I don't know if I told you this Lee it was so awful I was like damn it if only I were born 
wait, then I wouldn't have to deal with this, you know? That's crazy. That's crazy because I had a second grade boyfriend. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening. If you're listening. I still love you. I'm just kidding. (gasps) No, he and I. (laughs) Don't tell CB. Um, He and I are like Instagram friends and I love I love him. No, I love seeing him post. He doesn't post often, but I'm always like, aw, and like Instagram friends, what the heck? Am I 40? I mean I mean that we follow each other on Instagram. <laughs> but anyway, um <laughs> why did I mention- <laughs> I was talking about how I wish I was white. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I think he liked me because I was Asian. Like I was the only Asian <laughs> one in the class. Oh my gosh, that's so off topic, but I was just thinking about him. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> okay, okay. Tangent, move on. What were you saying? Um, it didn't get better till high school. Yeah, because I met, I mean, for one thing, I was in a different environment that I didn't feel so, um, what's the word? Like when you st- <laughs> when you stand out, like oh, uh, from the crowd. All I can think of is like stick out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I didn't feel like I stood out, which sounds bad when I say it that way because obviously, like, there's nothing wrong with standing out. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. Like, I wasn't. There wasn't that. Like, I could just be myself, basically. Yeah. And I met a group of friends that I could be myself with and it was just like that part of growing up where I started feeling more comfortable in my own body and more comfortable with who I was and also just like discovering more parts of myself that I kept suppressed for so long Mm -hmm. just because I was always trying to be someone else yeah that was like a big part of it basically just growing up and meeting the right people yeah um but in you know, that didn't make anything go away. You know, those thoughts are always there and they think they're always going to be there. And the way that over the years I have become more confident and more like loving towards myself. And so it's just a matter of like continuing that pattern of, you know, because there's always going to be times where I do hate myself. <laughs> And I do feel, like, really insecure, like, not just about the way I look, but also just even my own character traits and things like that. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess I guess what you're trying to say is, like, also, it's, like, what we've been saying, like, it's your environment, who you surround yourself with, and, like, also realizing that it's going to happen again, right? Like, it's not – insecurity isn't this, like, one and done, oh, I've – defeated insecurity but as I grew up it's like I found more and more reasons to love myself like my hobby with music right Mm -hmm. um I mean first of all that's still a huge insecurity of mine like I'm not super confident about my music ability or anything like that and I still get terrible stage fright uh but that's besides the point I started like I didn't really start sharing that hobby with people until high school. Like, I always kept it on the down low middle school, elementary school. But then, like, in high school, I started actually, like, posting things online and, like, 
being confident enough to tell people that I like to sing and I like to play music. And the more that I did that, you know, I found like the people close to me were really supportive of that. Yeah. And that definitely brought my self-esteem up like, okay, like this could, this is actually something that I'm pretty decent at. And I really like that about myself. And so I just like found these things that I chose to focus on more rather than focus on the things that I felt I was lacking in. Yeah. No, I actually have that written down here that it's really unhealthy when you fixate on Mm. just like what's what you find so bad about yourself. You know what I mean? Because then later it just turns into that's all you can see. I was also going to say, I think that in at a certain point, it's kind of like fake it till you make it kind of deal. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and then also you can go into the whole, like, don't fixate on what you find so bad, like focus on something good and then fake it till you make it in that standpoint, because you may not feel the best about yourself or whatever, but if you just kind of trick yourself with this positive mindset of like, oh, I eventually you'll start to believe yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Obviously, it's harder said than done because – Easier? Yes. (laughs) It's easier said than done. My gosh, I can't – I'm so all over the place. Um, It's easier said than done because that's all your mind wants to do is fixate on the bad or whatever is bothering you. But definitely fake it till you make it. Um, In college, I had a lot of people – intimidated by me apparently they didn't like me they were scared of me you do have kind of like a strong aura yeah so I can see how you intimidate people Mm -hmm. but then once you start talking to you it's like you're super bubbly so it's like why yeah (laughs) you're small that's my thing (laughs) I'm so scared and these people that I'm talking to they're like six feet tall and they're scared of me actually I've also had people scared of me too you (laughs) yeah and they're like and they're like your smallness kind of adds to it because it's like (laughs) what I don't know I mean I guess like I guess it's like during times where I'm like in a more mm, like mm, leadership position Mm, where I'm like running something yeah like I guess I can come off as intimidating because I'm like super yeah you know (laughs) I gotta assert my dominance. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just think it's funny because I'm literally like the least scary person, and so are you. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So I always, but my point to that was, I was always told. I guess I mean that makes sense in in leadership roles because it was a lot of like my sorority. They like my friends would be like, you know, that people are kind of scared of you or intimidated by you. Um, And everybody always came up to me and was like, you just have your shit together. You are, like, so type A. You're so good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, little do you know that I cry every night. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and it's kind of this fake it till you make it because it did make me feel good that everybody's like, oh, you look like you have your shit together. Even though in my head I'm, like, so scatterbrained and so all over the place that I really don't. Fake it till you make it and others – won't see the way that you see yourself yeah 
Um, and that's a good way to just keep those negative thought patterns out. Yeah. Yeah. Because the more you bring in what you want to see, the less you will. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely. It's, it, no, no. I see, I see. I agree. Because I think it's also about manifesting. Right. I've been listening Mm -hmm. to a lot of podcasts about manifesting and it's really all about positive thinking. You know, what you exude is what you bring into your life. And I actually just got this new notepad and at the very top it says today I'm grateful for and every day like I start off with writing what I'm grateful for. And so I really have to think what I'm excited for for the day or Maybe I can't think of anything yet. And then at the end of the day, I write something down. And it's just that one positive thought immediately puts me into a better mood, you know. So it's Mm -hmm. maybe positive thinking about yourself. And maybe it's just starting off with like one day, one day, one like in the morning, you think of one thing that you love about yourself that day. And you kind of just start to love yourself as a whole. You know, like baby steps. Don't try to fix mm-hmm. yourself all at once and think that you're going to be perfect tomorrow. Right. Just one thing. Something that made me think about is the thing that I struggle with the most nowadays. My, just my struggle with like past relationships, not like real relationships, but like <laughs> just romantic encounters. Entanglement. Yeah. Entanglement. <laughs> entanglements that I've had um something that really like brings out my insecurities is like these situations where by the end of it I am just like completely questioning my worth and devaluing myself just because you know I'm seeking validation from these people and like feeling like when they don't when they treat me in the way that you know I don't deserve or when they don't reciprocate my feelings it always comes back to me and it's like okay why am I not worth being you know what I mean just like why like (laughs) what is the common denominator oh it's me and that has like seriously made me question like I said like my value as a person um, and it's brought out like my physical insecurities but also more deep-rooted insecurities of just like what kind of person I am like am I a hard person to be with just like all this terrible stuff and I've gotten to the point where I'm like feeling like there's something missing from me and that there's something wrong with me Mm-hmm. And I think I've, like, had to learn. And I'm still in the process of, like, learning that that's not the case. Yeah. And learning how to feel like a complete whole person without that external validation. You know what I mean? Definitely. But that's so good that you are able to say that out loud and admit that that that's where it's stemming from and it's how it makes you feel because I think if you put it off not put it off but if you just suppressed that more and more I feel like that would just be so unhealthy for you right because you would fixate on all the things that you hate about yourself but not that it's just you're 
questioning the bigger picture of like why are these relationships not working you know right so I think that's really good to be able to talk about and really be vulnerable about what you're struggling with and I credit a close friend for pointing that out to me because I Mm -hmm. did kind of like express these grievances to her of like oh I think the reason why I get so like emotionally attached to people is because I'm like using them to fill this quote-unquote void that I have within myself there is actually no void (laughs) and you kind of have to get to that point where you feel whole and beautiful just as yourself. Something that I've been thinking about more is separating the things that I don't like about myself that I should learn to accept from the things that I should actually work on and improve. Like there's a healthy way to improve on the ways that you feel you're lacking mm-hmm. without like you know like if there's something that I really don't like about myself it could be something that I just need to learn to love and accept for example like my face I'm born with it <laughs> I just my face need to learn to learn to love my face I mean I could always get plastic surgery that's fine like <laughs> yeah just get a whole new face But then there's also the things where it's like, okay, I hate how reactive I am to situations. That's something that I could actually work on. Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. I hate it about myself, but if I really want to like become the best version of myself and become someone who I love and appreciate, then I should put in the effort to work on those things that are actually workable. And I just also like, also baby steps you know what I mean like if you hate the way that you react to things altogether, you can't like also beat yourself up if you choose one day you're like okay I'm not gonna react to it this and say that instance happens multiple times in the day and you don't react to it once but then you react reacted to it all the other times does that make sense? Are you, are you following yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't so, be like, oh, I failed. Yeah, it's because <laughs> it was you still had that one time that you didn't react, and that's still baby steps moving forward. That goes into so many other things of, like, what we were talking about, because if I decide, like, oh, I really want to love myself more, I'm not just going to wake up the next day and love myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a constant work in progress. Yes, it's it definitely is. But then also, like, I think you should be more specific in how you're going to love yourself more, right? So that you can actually see a difference. Because you saying broadly, like, oh, I'm going to love myself more is, like, me saying – it's I think it's like in class where you're like it's a new semester I'm gonna get an A but why not let's focus on the smaller parts to help you get to the A there is how are you gonna get an A yes there's a book um what is it called I think it's called Atomic Habits I had to read it and I if I remember correctly this one had different sections of like being basically changing like a, per- a small percentage of you every day so that 
in a year you've changed your like 40 percent does that make sense and then Mm -hmm. or there's like there were like different ones I had to do it for class and it was there was another one where it was like um maybe uh just pinpointing I guess it's that idea of like pinpointing the smaller things that can affect change in a larger way and so just like how I said with that getting an A, how are you going to get the A? Are you going to like do your homework every day or study for 10 minutes every day? And that's something that you can track and feel accomplished that you studied for 10 minutes that day. And so maybe loving yourself is like, I don't know. What does that look like? That that also takes, both of those also take self-reflection. Yeah. And deciding like what your weak points are the places that you feel like you're lacking like I said before and then yeah like using that self-awareness to come up with concrete to really like get to where you want to be yeah that's a good point yeah so and it's a good way to look at it I don't like to always look at huge life things like this so systematically Mm-hmm. You know, but I think it's really helpful sometimes to really break it down like that because yeah. you can't, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by your thoughts. And I think it's a really good way, like you said, to take baby steps mm-hmm. towards like getting to where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm the same way. Like I get overwhelmed. I overthink and it's, Again, easier said than done, but sometimes it is easier to just like look on it, look on, look at it on a piece of paper and be like, okay, this, this, and this. Um, but obviously, you have to listen to yourself, and this may not work. And it depends. Like we're gonna say it again. You know what I mean? Like this is all just dependent on who you are and like how you cope and how you feel and what stage of life are you in. You know, it all depends and it all affects something one way or another but the huge thing yes yes to your point (laughs) (laughs) um but the huge thing you know that I I'm sure everyone is aware of but I think everyone still like struggles so much with is we're always viewing ourselves in relation to other people yeah no matter what like we wouldn't have a problem with all these parts of ourselves if we didn't have a comparison point you know we would just automatically love ourselves but no I think we're like constantly just seeing like looking at ourselves in through the perspective through the lens of like okay what am I in comparison to this other person Mm -hmm. and that isn't like so many aspects and like appearance in in like academics and work how successful they are compared to me. And so I think one of the most important things to focus on when you're like trying to do something like this is to stay on your own track and to look forward on your own path, focus on yourself. And like, that's such like a cliche thing to say, like focus on yourself, Yeah, obviously. But it's something that we really have to like, like something that I have had to, consciously force myself to do Mm -hmm. so like every time I catch myself like thinking of how I am in relation to another person I'm like stop I'm accomplishing my own things in my 
on my own time. Yeah. And that's the only way that I'm going to be proud of myself Mm -hmm. for what I've done and for who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you bring up such a good point of, you know, when you listen to yourself and you do things that really, really feed your soul. But I love that. I love saying feed your soul because I think it's such like there's no better way to to describe that feeling. Yes. Yeah. And well, really, when you think about it, right, I I also love that um, that saying. And when you think about it, when I think about like what feeds my soul, whether it's like I'm drawing or whatever. But at the end of the day, when I'm doing something for myself, I'm feeling content and fulfilled when I think back to it I'm not actually thinking about other people you know what I Mm -hmm. mean and that and that's where we're not going to feel content or fulfilled is like when we're constantly comparing us to or comparing ourselves to other people because I may be able to be to compare myself to you and be like okay yeah I'm doing well but there's always going to be that someone different you know Mm -hmm. and also say that you're just starting out at something or, you know, you're beginning or whatever. Um, you cannot compare yourself in your beginning to someone's middle or end, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really. And something. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I had nothing. Something that I've been trying to practice is like. If I'm going to compare myself to anyone, because sometimes having that point of comparison is like a motivation of like, okay, Okay. I want to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But if I'm like going to be comparing myself to anyone, one of those people has to be my past self. You know what I mean? Oh, I I can't. (laughs) That was really good. (laughs) But like what you said was there's always going to be someone better than you. Yeah. In all aspects. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're always going to search for that. You're always going to yes. search for someone that's better than you. And I think that's part of, like, the negativity bias. Right. Of just, like, looking for the worst in things. What about, like, being better than myself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, if I want to be better, then I can always just be better than the person I was before. That's so good. That really hit me. for that I really resonated with that oh my gosh I've never heard that and that's such an eye-opener of like oh yeah you know what I mean like I'm still progressing I'm still growing I should really compare myself to where I was last year and see how much I've grown yeah exactly yeah it could go both ways it could be like okay I'm still in the same place that I was but I don't want to be so I'm Mm -hmm. gonna work harder or it could be holy shit, I've grown so much. Give myself a pat on the back. Let's yeah, keep going. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling it? <laughs> really am. Another thing is part of, like, focusing on yourself is also not forgetting, you know, the people in your life that love you and support you. Yeah. Like, the important people. The reason why we go through so much difficulty like seeking validation from other people is because we often seek validation from the wrong people that's (laughs) at least from my experience yeah aka those relationships yeah exactly like you know I was Mm -hmm. always like okay they don't they don't love me they don't accept me 
I must be a terrible person. Yeah. But I'm forgetting the people in my life that do love me and respect me. And there's so many of those people too. Yeah. And I think just like putting myself in check. Yeah. And like remembering that and being grateful for that. Those people who aren't your close circle that aren't treating with treating you with the respect that you deserve, they just should not be in your life. Like simple as that. Mm-hmm. They don't they clearly don't care enough to be. Yeah, no, exactly. And they shouldn't you shouldn't waste your time and energy on these people that clearly don't want to be. Those middle school girls that I tried being friends with, they're gone. You know what they're I mean? Gone. Like they don't matter. They don't matter. And but I remember in that moment of middle school I was so hurt that they didn't like me, you know? Yeah. But then oh, definitely. I, I found people who really do like me for me. You made it out. <laughs> I made it out of middle school, guys. No, but that's so true and I think that's that's something that you know I don't know what it is but it everybody goes through that right seeking validation from people and it's almost like it's not enough to just hear it from your close family and friends right like why is it not enough right yeah I don't know I don't have an answer for that because it it should be enough because those are people should who be. genuinely care about you and see all of these great strengths that you have. I don't know, dude. Somebody answer that for us. Yeah, call in. Uh, <laughs> just you can leave. You can leave a a voice message somehow, somewhere. I think on like oh really anchor. Yeah, on our actual host site, you can leave a voice message. So. Someone try it. <laughs> Someone try Whoever's it. Let us know. Or your... DM us on our new Instagram. Oh yeah. Plug. Wow. We're Great like in the plug. middle of a we're in the middle of a very serious, serious conversation. Talk and we're like, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> we're not so good. So twenty twenty of us. <laughs> um no, but yeah, I that's something that I I mean, I still need to work on. I'm sure that I will continue to need to work on is, like, seeking validation from people who really matter. Because you're always going to have haters. What can you do? Haters going to hate, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, for real. My own advice. I feel so <laughs> – I felt so hypocritical, like, saying all – I mean, it's not really because these are actually things I'm trying to work on. Yeah. And, again, easier said than done. So maybe you just repeating it for – yourself and other people will actually help you attain these Uh, changes that you want right of just not seeking validation from people who really don't matter that's true I think overall though like I've come to really appreciate the beauty of differences yeah and like I think it takes appreciating that in other people in order to like appreciate that in yourself, you know, like once you, once you're able to see, like, take the time to really like think about all the people you encounter in your life and how awesome and amazing they seem because they are completely uniquely themselves Mm -hmm. and apply that to yourself. Yeah. Like you are completely uniquely yourself. There is no one else there in the world like you. Yeah. And so 
run with that. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's so, that's so true. I think that's actually a really nice way to end this is just, you know, like you keep doing you and realize the, what you admire in other people are probably different from your strengths, right? And it actually could go vice versa that that's what they admire about you because those are attributes that they don't have. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Treat yourself, treat people the way you want to be treated, but also treat yourself the way you would treat people. That you would want to be treated. (laughs) What did I say? You were like, (laughs) treat people the way that you want to be treated, but treat yourself the way that you would treat people. Yeah. So treat yourself the way that you want to be treated. True. That's also true. (laughs) But also, yeah. like, treat yourself the way you would treat people, like you said before. How, like, yeah. all Dude. the mean things that you said to yourself, you wouldn't say to other people, right? Yeah. Like, I would never tell you you suck in a text message. <laughs> I would never tell you you're the ugliest person alive. Could you imagine having someone... I just... What? I can't believe you were so mean I would draw my face and, like, scratch <laughs> out my face because I'm like, you're you know, you like scratch out um, faces in the yearbook that you didn't like. Did you scratch out your own? Oh my god, no, I didn't do that because I feel like that would make me. Because people look in the yearbook, so I'm not gonna do that. So I just did it in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, I don't want to re- say this because like it's so obvious already that like everyone has their own insecurities, but I think we need to like kind of like reinforce that idea yeah. in our heads of how like okay I can't keep thinking about what these other people are thinking about me because they're probably very preoccupied thinking about all the other yeah all the things that they're insecure about you know mm-hmm. well and it's so true like think about what you notice about other people or you know how like people who are scared to go public speak like, think about it if you're in class and listening to essays. Do you actually listen? No. So other people are not listening to you. You know what I <laughs> Moral mean? Moral of the story. Nobody's listening to you. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but, no, I think that's super important to end off with is just that everybody has their own insecurities. And you – and even, like – you being a confident person doesn't mean that you don't have insecurities at all. It just means that you're working through them and that's okay. And you should be okay with admitting it. Right. And it's always like, it's a process, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a process that takes time and takes work. That's what makes people so strong is that we're able to like work through these things. I feel like the simplest way put it is how you started in the beginning Kyla which is just be kind to yourself and be kind to other people and give yourself grace when like going through the process mm-hmm. and building your self-esteem because it's hard <laughs> you're not gonna reach a point where you're all of a sudden the most confident and it's just gonna like plateau you know yeah no I don't think that happens it- And it's not like you reach an age where you're not insecure anymore or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've met 
50 year olds who have their own problems and insecurities that they're dealing with. Like it's, it's this constant work of loving yourself and like what you said, give yourself grace and just be kind to yourself because also think about it this way. If you're not kind to yourself, who's going to be true that. Okay. Well, these have been things we think we know. Love yourself. Love others. See you next week. Bye.